Well, good evening. Today, as we dive into this uh, third week of Advent, we hear these scriptures, and the church always has a reason for giving us the scriptures that are given, so that we can again enter into some reflection and some prayer to prepare us for the, the greatest gift of the Eucharist, the Blessed Sacrament, to receive the Lord. And so, as we hear these scriptures, you know, the, the gospel today, the Lord saying to us all, through John the Baptist, what is the role of John the Baptist? Think about that. What's John the Baptist's role? He obviously came before Christ for a reason. So John the Baptist is a great, great prophet, and he is coming to bridge, if you will, the New Testament from the Old Testament, or the New and the Old to bridge them. So John's role, as it says here, I am a voice crying out in the desert, make straight the way of the Lord. John the Baptist was one who challenged people and called people to repentance. So this weekend really is a, is a weekend as, as a parish where we think about, reflect on our own personal need for repentance. And we do it every Mass, but today, before we enter into the next few weeks, especially Christmas, because see, without repentance, there can't be revival in our soul, in our spiritual life. Without repentance, we, we aren't ready for our Savior. Because if we have nothing that we're repenting from, then we might ask the question, well, then that means I don't need saved. And so one of the, the struggles with us, I think, sometimes is we... we don't take time to really examine our conscience, to think about our sins, to name our sins before the Lord in the sacrament of reconciliation. And so it says, I'm a voice crying out in the desert. Remember, John went after Herod. He went after all of these people and he's announcing the gospel. He's yelling and proclaiming the truth. It says here in this reading, listen, it says, he came to, for testimony to testify to the light Light. You know, if we turn all the lights out in the church, we'd, we'd run into pews in each other. If you drove down the street without your car lights and there was no street lights, you'd wreck your car. If you're walking around in your house in the dark, you run into things, right? Same thing with, with the light of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about spiritual light, not necessarily physical light. Spiritual light is the Holy Spirit. God's inviting us to examine in the light of His love our sins. If I know I'm loved by God, seeing my sin is actually a joyful thing. Why? Because I know I have a Savior. But if I don't examine my brokenness and sinfulness in the light of God's love, then I'm going to condemn myself. This is why a lot of people, including myself at times, can avoid... Why do we avoid confession? Confession exposes me into the light. But the enemy's quick. As soon as you see your sins, Satan's quick to come in and start condemning you, condemning you, condemning you. You always say the devil's role is twofold. He entices and accuses. So he'll entice you to sin, and then he'll accuse you as after you've sinned. Condemn, 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 condemn. So John's he's saying here to testify to the lights why so that all might believe see if 
If I can overcome my sin on my own, I don't need Jesus. So one of the temptations that I've seen at times in our lives through different um, organizations, institutions, hospitals, universities, high schools, uh, um, you name it, any of these Christian or Catholic institutions, we can lower the bar because we don't want to challenge people outside of their comfort zone. John the Baptist is saying, he's coming right at each of us today at the Mass, and he's saying, where do you need repentance? Repent and believe in the Gospel. And people were coming to him. Some responded, and they were baptized in a baptism of repentance, meaning they were turning from one thing, their sin, to another. They were letting go of their sin and turning to the Lord. And so all of us can be tempted to lower the bar. The Gospel, Jesus' message, is intended to be beyond human possibility. This is what I don't think we understand sometimes. But if, if I, right now, let's just say, okay, first commandment, honor the Lord God above all other gods. What do you and I make more important than the Lord? Just think it through your heart right now. What, what do I make more important than God in my life? Am I involved in any New Age stuff? Tarot cards, uh, um, all, all, all the New Age stuff, you know, like something that's like seeking powers other than the Lord's power. What am I making a false God? What am I substituting God for? What am I using to substitute God? Food, drink, sexuality, you name it. Second commandment. Don't use the Lord's name in vain. Does any of us, do, do we struggle with respectfully using the name of Jesus? Do we curse? You know? Um, third commandment. Do you keep holy the Lord's day? Do you come to Sunday Mass? Yes, you're here. Do you come to Holy Day? This is the Lord saying, okay, these are confessions. This is light. I'm showing you light. And you can examine your lives in light of God's truth. Fourth commandment. Honor your mother and father. Do you honor your parents? Do you honor all lawful authorities? placed over you. Whether you agree with them or not, you have to be respectful of, of the office of the authorities in our, in our lives. Fifth commandment, do you kill? Have you had an abortion? Have you um, killed people with your words by destroying someone else's reputation? Um, you know, have I hurt myself, inflicted pain on myself? I know young people throughout my life cut themselves, starve themselves. Drugs is a form of killing our bodies, our souls. Huh? Sixth commandment, adultery. Any impure actions with myself or with others? Impurity. Um, the use of contraception. All of these are harmful to our humanity. Seventh commandment, have you stolen? Is there anything you've stolen? Um, eighth commandment, do you tell lies? Do we lie? Where have I lied in my life? To maybe get ahead. Where have I not been honest? Ninth and tenth commandment. Are we, do we, do we uh, covet our neighbor's goods or spouse? Do I covet, want, take from what, be, what doesn't belong to me? Examination of conscience. So all of us in this church could probably raise our hands like, yeah, I could go to confession. I've committed some of those sins or all of those sins. I've, I've done that. So John the Baptist did that. He was announcing the law. And the point is this. 
If you hear yourself being condemned right now because you see some of those sins in your life, that's Satan. He's condemning us. But if I hear the Lord inviting me to a life of holiness and virtue with Him, not alone, I can't overcome my sins by myself. So if I lower the standard and say to some of you, well, I'm not going to mention some of these sins because then some of you might get uncomfortable. I'm not going to tell you the full truth because some of you might get angry or uncomfortable. I get uncomfortable by examining my conscience. You and I are going to get uncomfortable. That's why we come to churches because we want to come to a place where we can be real and honest with God and each other. And so the Lord sends John the Baptist crying out in the desert. Why is he crying out in the desert? Because nobody's telling anybody what's sinful and what's not. Same struggles back then. Let's not talk about that because that might make people uncomfortable. Listen, if I lower the bar or don't tell you the truth, I'm doing more harm to you than good. Because that means you never need God's grace if you're not challenged to live the law of God. So when I hear God challenging me, i got to turn to Him like, Lord, I am doing these things. I need you to help. Change my heart. Come to confession. Come to the, come to the confessional. Experience the divine mercy of Jesus. The greatest gift. One of the greatest gifts in our church. And I always say to people, including myself, is the Eucharist is inseparable from the confessional. I mentioned it maybe a while back, but the confessional is like a divine dishwasher. You know, he's washing the dishes. They're, they're dirty. You don't want to present dirty dishes at this holy meal, the sacrifice of the Lord. You want to have a clean heart as you come before the Lord in the Eucharist. And it's just like this. If you had chest pains and you didn't pay attention to it and go see a doctor, you'll probably die of a heart attack. Spiritually speaking, sin clogs up our souls. And when we receive the Eucharist, we're not going to receive the graces that He intends for us because there's no room. We're carrying around our baggage, our guilt, our shame. We carry it with us. You know, it took me till college to make a good confession. I went through my whole life going to confession, like, you know, not a lot, but like here and there. But I never took it seriously. I just named some sins and come in and go out. But then I saw other college students going to confession and actually their lives reflecting authentic joy and happiness. I started thinking, maybe I'm not doing something right. I was never taught, if you will, how to be brutally honest in confession. So I took the catechism, did a good examination of conscience, and I made my first good confession. I mean, it was powerful. It changed my life. I mean, obviously I'm wearing a collar now. Something happened to me, right? I didn't know I was going to be a priest until college, and then I started experiencing the Lord's power in my life and start realizing God is real. He's not just an idea. He's here to transform our lives. So how do you and I participate in the transforming power of the Lord? Prayer and the sacraments. But to get the most out of prayer and the Mass, we have to 
let God go in here and take out the crap that gets stuck and clings to our souls and blocks our hearts from God's divine grace and love and life in our hearts. Don't be afraid. There's tons of opportunities this week and in the next few weeks for the sacrament of reconciliation. I don't really care if you forget how to go or not. You just come and Father or I will walk you through the sacrament. It's very simple. And if you feel uncomfortable, that's a good thing. Because it's calling you out of your boat, out of your comfort zone. It's calling you to step out and expose yourself before the Lord. Don't let the devil whisper into your ear, you don't need to do that. And this is what I say. I heard someone on the radio the other day talking about this. He's like, we go to confession all the time. How about some of the ladies in here when you're hanging out with your friends or some of you guys when you're hanging out with your, your buddies, you start talking about your struggles sometimes, right? We start whining or complaining or say, we just happened to me at work and this is happening at home and this is some of my struggles here. Whether we're having a drink at the bar or something, we're just talking about our struggles or we're ladies and we're just kind of, ladies are talking about their difficulties. That's confession. The only difference is you need to move it from there to there. <laughs> it's confession. We're designed to confess. We're designed to confess. Don't be afraid to just come to the Lord and here I am. And the more honest you can be, the more powerful you'll experience the Lord's love for you. So the devil wants to condemn us. God wants to save us. And if you feel like you're not going to be able to overcome certain sins, welcome to the human race. You and I can do nothing without him. And when you know you're loved, you'll be surprised some of your sins just start disappearing. How do you know you're loved? Come into confessional and say, Lord, I'm not letting any lies get in the way. I'm confessing my sins. Devil, get out of my way. And if you have to write them down because you're nervous, write them down. Just an encourager. Let's just close with the words of our second reading. Listen. Rejoice always, even when you see your sins. Rejoice. You're blessed. That means God's showing you something or you need His love. Pray without ceasing. In all circumstances, give thanks. This is the will of God. And then this last word I love, don't quench the Spirit. Sometimes we're more alive at a Husker game than we are with the Lord in our prayer or at the Mass. It's time that we shatter the system that blocks us from being human. When you come into this church, this is your home. This is where Father feeds His children the Eucharist. This is where Father hears your problems and sins. This is where Father blesses you when you're sick. This is where Father brings new babies into the kingdom through baptism. This is your home. This is God's house and you're His sons and daughters. Recklessly, radically abandon yourself to the sacrament of the church and experience more deeply the mystery of the Holy Eucharist.